0: Well, hello, everybody. I have the pleasure of interviewing and letting you know who the Teacher of the Year for Mountain Brook Junior High is. And it's Mr. Craig Jelks. And Craig has been with our school district how many years now? This
1: is year number three. Can you
0: believe it? Year number three. (laughs) Year
1: number three. Yeah. So
0: you, you came during COVID and like I didn't. I didn't realize you had such a great smile.
1: No, don't hype me up like that. The students say the <laughs> same exact thing. And so that first year that I got here, I wore my mask like the entire time. Yeah. But um, then there was a time when we we the students didn't do the mask thing. I said, no, nah, I, think I, I think I'm going to keep mine on. Uh, and so when they see me out like at football games or something like that, this is the same thing you did. I didn't know what you looked like without the mask. <laughs> well, here that's I what, am.
0: you know, you had my daughter, Sally, and she's like, I didn't know he had such a great smile. <laughs> <laughs> so Teacher of the Year, that's a great accompli- uh, accomplishment, especially in a place like Mountain Brook. So mm-hmm. uh,
1: congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Completely surprised. Um, my time here has been absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, top-notch school district, top-notch principal, uh, Mr. Clayton, uh, top-notch admin, uh, Mr. Kennedy and Ms. Gibbons. They allow teachers to do what they do well, Hmm. and they get out of the way. (laughs) And um, having those parameters where there's no one with their hands directly on me, I think every teacher should um, experience the Mountain Brook experience in some form at some point of their teaching career.
0: Oh, that's great. Hey, so let me ask you this. Let's go back to when you first
1: got into teaching. And so why why teaching? That's a great question. And so at no point in my life did I say I want to be a teacher growing up. I always actually wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I envisioned myself in a courtroom uh, trying to persuade either judge or juror about whatever topic it it happened to be. Um, But when I would talk among my friends when I was in college, we used to always complain about the state of society, about kids, and why, why don't they get it? Why don't they understand the importance of education? Um, and then at some point, you want to stop complaining and do something. Yeah. And I was watching, um, uh, the nightly news with Ted Koppel. I don't know if you remember Ted Koppel. No, I don't know Ted Koppel. <laughs> but they were talking about a shortage of teachers, yeah. specifically a shortage of male teachers. And that interview that he was doing, um, it resonated with me. I think it was World News or something like that, but yeah. it came on late at night. Yeah. Um, and so I, at that time, I didn't want to stay in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my undergraduate degree from Howard University in DC. I've got my master's from Columbia University in New York. Um, I enjoyed the North, but I didn't want to live there. Uh-huh. I didn't want to stay at home in Alabama, but found my way in South Carolina uh, where my teaching career began. All of my years um, teaching um, were there, with the exception of Mount Brook. And so, that's what started it for me. Um, Instead of complaining, get into the arena um, and find myself um, teaching middle school and eventually high school, and uh, history was my bread and butter. Yeah. All right, so you're
0: not planning on teaching, so you kind of, you know, you fall into it because Ted Koppel, who was fabulous, by the way. I used to watch him all the time. Um, Most people in the world don't know who he is right now, but I think we're the same age. But anyway, so you get into teaching. What was the thing that surprised you the most about teaching? Or, yeah, let's, let's go with surprise.
1: Um, how fun it was. And so, my very first year, I was absolutely astonished that they were paying me and I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> so, when that door closed and it's just you and the kids, you don't want to announce or show, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but they were, they were sitting there and they were eager to learn and I was eager to teach. Yeah. Perfect combination. Um and so it i was I was thrown aback by how fun it was, like they're paying me to have fun, not know what I'm doing, and then get into better than that. yeah <laughs> I love that because it's so true
0: yeah I actually remember I always tell the story about when I first started teaching, and I pretended like somebody was calling me out of the um <laughs> out of the end of the hallway and I walked out into the hallway yeah. and I shut the door behind my. Behind me, and I I looked up in the sky, and I was like, I can't believe they pay me to do this. (laughs) And I went back in and started teaching science again and didn't know what I was doing. It's a good feeling, though. Yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah. So, all right, so you went to Columbia? I did. So,
1: how was that? How was
0: that experience?
1: It was good, and so... I just enjoy learning. And so you put me in a place, I know what I know, but I don't know what you know. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to talk to different people from different parts around the world, if I take what you know and combine what I know, then I become more empowered and more strengthened. Um, And so I don't even know if that was something growing up that was in the cause, I have to go to this school. Um, It was just a a chance that came up. I applied, got in, living in New York. Um, Had a great time, but this is is pre the cell phone stuff, you see. Um, And so it was a different experience. I don't know how much I would enjoy it now with everyone glued to their cell phones. Right. Uh, But um, I love love going to Columbia University.
0: Oh, that's great. So now, weren't you an intern in uh, D.C. or did you work for... I
1: was. And so even though I my teaching years are in South Carolina. I'm a native of Alabama, yeah. and so this is home for me. Yeah. Uh, and I graduated from minor high school, and uh, when it was time to go to college, and all of my friends were all going to the University of Alabama, Auburn, Tuskegee, Alabama A&M, Alabama State, one of those, I just knew I wanted to do something different. Yeah. And so, um, at that time, 12th grade, my favorite teacher was uh, Mrs. Ulch. Uh, she taught government, and as she was teaching it, I was fascinated um, by this idea that these people go to this central location and make laws. And in the 12th grade, I just knew DC is probably where I need to be. Yeah. And uh, so I went to Howard University uh, in DC, and while there, I just, let's just see if I can get an internship on Capitol Hill. And they accepted me at the time, the the senior (laughs) senator of Alabama, Richard Shelby, yeah, um, is where it started. I ended up doing some intern uh, work for uh, uh, Senator Frist of Tennessee. He was the Senate Majority Leader at the time. And uh, to have this big building um, of democracy, I remember, this is before they built their visitor center. Now, if you go to DC, you have to go to this visitor center. At the time, the interns gave the tour, and so you had to learn this big building. And I vividly remember walking the halls of Capitol Hill, and one of the Capitol Hill police officers said, "You're lost, aren't you?" I said, "Yes." (laughs) I said, "Yes, I am." Uh, She said, "I can tell you're an intern." I said, "Well, that's how you're going." She said, "This is how you're going to learn. Go get lost." And oh, so really? I went and got lost and that's how you learned the building. And so oh, that was one of the highlights of my college career being an yeah. intern.
0: That's fantastic. Alright, so I did a little background check on you. Okay, okay. And so, not the kind, you know, <laughs> but something you do wrong.
1: But you all do, though. I was telling yeah. someone to work at Mountain Brook, they turn you upside down, shake you, see what falls out, and then if nothing falls out, then they hire you. So you don't have to be <laughs> modest. About, oh, there, was, there was some background yeah. information.
0: So I read that you ran for
1: mayor of Charleston South Carolina I did I did and when people learn that like they're taking aback but for me if you can stand in front of kids and if you can be a teacher you can do anything yeah and so I'm of the belief that there actually needs to be more educators in the political arena hmm and um, at that time I was actually 29 years old seems like a lifetime ago to me um, and so the, the current mayor in that position, he had been mayor longer than I've been alive.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so people were, were looking for this this young energy. Yeah. And so I threw my hat into the ring. Phenomenal experience to meet different people um, uh, with different experiences um, and different wants out of their government. But I, I, I do think that more uh, principals, more teachers—they need to have their voice heard in the political arena by not running as running as opposed to begging politicians to do their part. Yeah, that's great.
0: All right, so two other things, that, okay. and then we'll uh, we'll close this up. Okay. But I could do this all day long. By the way, <laughs> okay. I could do it till one twenty. <laughs> um, so you uh, you got into teaching, and so. What I wanted to ask you is, what, like, what do you love most about teaching? You talked about your experience in Mountain Brook, you know, uh,
1: but... What I, what I love most is that it's not a rigid plan, and teachers have this blank canvas to do what they want to inspire children, to transform their lives. Students are just one lesson away from having their lives transformed. Mm -hmm. And I get to come in every day and see if that's gonna be that lesson for that student. And so um, history, it it, it tells a story. Uh, Most students aren't jumping up and down about the French Revolution and the American Revolution (laughs) because they have TikTok and all this other good stuff. And so the the challenge for teachers today is that engagement piece, that engagement component. Um, And so I reel them in by teaching it as though it's a movie. It's a movie that's unfolding. Uh, Whatever genre of, of, of of uh, movies that you like. History has that. Yeah. You have the gore, the blood, the romance. It's yeah. all there. And so that's that's what I enjoy most coming in. Yeah.
0: Alright, so I said two things, but now I'm going to make it three things. Okay. Right, so <laughs> okay. You just got through um, speaking at a national conference with Mr. Clayton and some other people in our school district where you went and talked about middle schools and you talked about engagement. (laughs) What did you tell those people when you're like 95 people were in your uh, session, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely phenomenal uh, session. I had never been to this conference before where you have middle school teachers and administrators all around the country who are meeting um, to get ideas to how do we tackle this engagement piece. Um, And so along with uh, Mr. Clayton and Holly Martin and Andrew Cotton, uh, we shared what we do um, to get students engaged. I shared with um, those that attended our session that was entitled Disrupting Disengagement. As a teacher, you want to make sure you're doing two things. One, you're talking to the right people. Two, you're talking about the right thing. One, by talking to the right people, make sure you're talking to um, that grade level that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so there are some middle school teachers that need to be teaching high school. There are some uh, elementary school teachers that need to be teaching middle school. Make sure you love talking to that group. So make sure you're talking to the right people, too. Make sure you're talking about the right thing. And so for me, I have no business teaching math. I'm not talking about the right thing, yeah. uh, but history, world history, telling stories, teaching here at the junior high school, for me, I'm talking to the right people and I'm talking about the right thing. That's correct. If you check those two boxes, that'll help you along that engagement highway.
0: That's fantastic. All right, last thing okay. is that William, who is right behind that camera right there, he said he came this morning and took some shots of your class and it, that we'll probably be seen in this video. Okay. But he said the last thing that you said to the class was, Hey, 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 I just need you to know that I love you. Mm. Somebody in here probably needs to know that today.
1: Mm. Why did you say that? Because uh, students come to us with different backgrounds and they won't stand up and say, I'm having a terrible day today. And so I found ways to incorporate uh, my love, my care, and concern for them. And so for, from time to time, I'll end class by saying, if anyone in here needs to hear it, I love you. Hmm. What a great thing to say.
0: Well, now you know why Craig Geltz is Teacher of the Year at the junior high. Because we just had a conversation for 10 or 15 minutes, and this could go on forever. In fact, I would like for it to. So, Craig, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for what you do for our kids and for the teachers around, and um, very well-deserved. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. That's it from us at the junior high. We'll see you later on.